Everybody, it's almost time for strolling the strip again. That's right, my neighborhood, the Strip District. June twenty sixth, it's coming up. We go to all the bars, the restaurants. We bop around my neighborhood. I'll tell some stories about growing up with Kenny Oldensky and Robert and all the gang. So if you want to come along and hang out, Frankie Merge is going to be there. Frank, you're coming again. <laughs> Josh, all my friends, so stop by and have fun with me. And I'm going to give tickets away right now. So email me at mail at jimcren.com mail at jimcren.com just email me stroll in the strip jimmy i want to go stroll in the strip jimmy i want to go write that down first emails will be in sequence will be picked and you will get six tickets each and i will just keep giving them as long as i can so just get those emails in now see it stroll in the strip don't let someone steal your great idea Register a domain name now and put your idea online. GoDaddy is offering onenewortransfer.com for the low price of $2.95, $2.95. Whether you're building your dream business or starting a website for fun, visit GoDaddy.com and enter the code KREN295, K-R-E-N-N-295 at checkout. It's go time. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Crenn. Jim Crenn No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network, brought to you by the Prime Core Group and the Sideshow Network. We, are, have, a spe- we have a special show. Today we're in our Strip District studio here in 1601 Penn Avenue in Pittsburgh. Mike Wysocki. Terry Jones, John Evans, you got Josh Folio, Frank Merger, Dave Settlemeyer, Corey Gale, Wayne Wow. And, and the reason we're here uh, this afternoon was a Saturday afternoon, beautiful day in Berg, and in the strip, we're, we're celebrating the strip because we're, we're leading up to the strip stroll, which I do every year. I get the honor of being, uh, uh, the, what are my guys, the chair? Honorary chair. Honorary chair, which means I lead everyone in drinking. <laughs> and hitting restaurants. Show That's, how it's done. Some people do some things good, and they they looked and said, he eats and drinks better than anyone. <laughs> He's a good eater. He's a good eater. <laughs> Great drinker. Never turns down a beer. Never turns down food. He should be the, the co-chair, which yeah. I'm excited. And, uh, it got, uh, Cindy, back, wait, tell, tell us real quick. Come on over. We'll get, I'll sweep. Come on, Becky. <laughs> be, they're they're choosing rock, Becky. paper, scissors on who's going to say All right, Becky. Yeah, give, give us, tell us about the stroll. Tell us... Uh, how we can get tickets? Well, I, I should have Cindy Castle over here, but Stroll the Strip is going to be June 26th. Starts at 4.30. We're going to be strolling between 4.30 and 8 to about 20 host locations, give or take. And you can see it on our website, neighborsinthestrip.com. Stroll the Strip. Awesome. Um, it will be a lot of fun. You're going to get food and drink at each location. And then from 7.30 to about 10, we have an after party down at Cruise Bar. And I love it. I'm ready. If you've been to an 80s prom, that's kind of what the after party's like. <laughs> lots of dancing, lots of music. You know, practice up on red, red wine because you'll probably be hearing it. <laughs> Mike, was prom, Mike was prom king. Yes, I was. Prom. Twice. 1984. <laughs> yes. This was perfect. This would be a perfect place. Perfect. Back to come brush up on his skills. Mm-hmm. Get your crown. 
Yeah, I'll get my throne back. It's it's a great, great party. <laughs> it's a great party. I, I recommend everybody come to this if and you haven't before. Tickets, you can get them on show clicks, but if you go to our website, neighborsinthestrip.com, stroll the strip, it will board you over to the show clicks. Get the tickets. You get that whole day with lots of food, drink, party, and you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I get to sit in a chair as the co-chair and drink. And we give you great honor. I love um, it. But 45 bucks. And that's all that. And it's incredible, too, the food. I mean, the restaurants and, you know, places we stopped in the last year was awesome. Can't wait, Becky. Looking Great. forward to Cindy and Becky, and uh, neighbors of the strip. That these girls take care of my neighborhood. They they, they keep the integrity of this neighborhood uh, alive. It's the, the core. If if you live around the country, you're listening to the show. You ever get a chance to go to Pittsburgh? The first stop you have to make is the strip district. It represents the city in a lot of ways. All the neighborhoods are wonderful, great here in you know Pittsburgh, but. The strip is where I grew up, so I'm a little partial. Really so, cool part of town. It is. It is. And let, hey, let's let's start off here with uh, Twisted Sports. Mike, let's start with sports today. Go ahead. Well, Mike, we're right on. in the middle of baseball season, and the uh, we're here in Pittsburgh, and the Baltimore Orioles recently came here, and the Pirates chose that night to honor the 35th anniversary of the 1979 World Series champion Pittsburgh Pirates, just to throw it in Baltimore's stupid face. The O's were the Pirates' bitch in the 1970s, defeating them in the 1971 World Series in Game 7 in Baltimore, and again at the end of the decade in Game 7 in Baltimore after being down three games to one, breaking their hearts. 1970s baseball was great. It average-looking humans of mostly normal height and weight being fueled by amphetamines and cocaine. <laughs> place where you could see tobacco juice being drooled all over the player's jersey and spit over the artificial rock-hard turf. Dugout stacked full of cold beer in case you needed something to wash down the speed or as a nice companion to the cigarette you could smoke right on the bench. Racist mascots, yellow baseballs, a team that wore shorts and golf carts that would ride sometimes inebriated pitchers from the bullpen. Players wore reading glasses on the field and 150-pound shortstops that choked up on the bat. All those things have gone by the wayside. Players rarely worked out in the offseason. Instead, they took more pills and tried banging disco dancing mamas with feathered back Farrah Fawcett hair who are wearing <laughs> spangled leisure suits. Today, it's PED athletes who spit sunflower seeds and drink Gatorade. They have personal trainers and play on soft, natural grass, wussies. <laughs> Except in Toronto and Tampa, they still have artificial turf, but not the concrete kind of the 70s. The We Are Family Pirates were perfect for the decade. They won division titles in 1970, 71, 72, 74, 75, and 79, plus two pennants and two World Series titles. Co-MVP of the 1979 National League, Willie Stargell, who had to share his MVP with D-bag cokehead Keith Hernandez, was known as Pops. The Hall of Famer got that name because when you need a little pop, a little pick-me-up, he was the man to see. And Willie Stargell was definitely the man in more ways than one. Mike White sucks. He thinks, mate. Stargell was the man. Yeah, he was. He was. Hall of Famer. Uh, used to, uh, yeah, and I, I was a little, had, when I was in Little League, I thought I was Willie Stargell. You had the wind up, the, the <laughs> I did the wind up, the clockwise. I had the, the uh, little, yeah, the little wind up, and the only thing is, I could I could only hit the ball to second base. <laughs> I couldn't get. A, I wasn't a home run guy. Not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, I do do that, and then I'd bunt. 
Are you, are you base, did you play baseball, Mike? Do you know, I you know so in, much about baseball. I, I played up until I was about like 16 or something. I you was did? A, yeah, I was See, a pitcher. you're hitting athlete. You're a pitcher. Yeah, a pitcher, yeah. Really? Play. I could never hit that well. I could feel Pitchers it don't third have to, Mike. and I could pitch, but I just could what never happened? Hit. You should have stuck with it. You would made. You could be a mediocre pitcher, make ten million. Yeah, a year. I know. I know. I should have <laughs> stuck with it's it. Good but. stuff. <laughs> what's, what do you think of our? What do you think is going on in baseball? What's your What's your take on our Pirates? Um, I think they're going to be all right. They have decent hitting this year. That's just a. Uh, I'm, I'm the pitching has got to come around. That's it, huh? Yeah, yeah. We got slightly spoiled. Everything went perfect last year, and that's probably not going to happen again. They're probably not going to be as good as last year, but. Good enough to hang are, in there. Are we talking about steroids? Are you still on steroids, Mikey? I've <laughs> quit. I've quit using steroids in 2009. Is that when you stopped? Is when I stopped. Slow taper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You kept your size. Though. I've gone to the performance enhancing drugs right. instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Tate? We could work out with Mike. Yeah, we could. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Mikey is not too late. No, we, we could still make get you uh, into Randy Johnson. Terry's always. He's <laughs> always trying possible. to get. Yeah, he's always it's trying possible. to get me to work out, Terry. Oh yeah, yeah, always. I, he's a, I've said this before, but it's the craziest thing. We'll, we would have a show or something, and we'd get home by midnight or one, and Terry would go work out in some 24-hour gym. Literally, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I just thought he didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the lamest excuse. Yeah, he thought to I get out and hang out it out. At all. You know, just, hey, you want to yeah. go get breakfast? No, I got to go work out. <laughs> like you can't make up a better excuse <laughs> than I got to go work out. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so true, though. So anyway, we're here in the strip, like I said, at the Strip District studio that we use from time to time. And John Evans, who we're really excited because he, he, Johnny called and said, hey, I can't wait. I can't wait for the show. I'm ready. I'm excited. He's waiting in line at Permanis. Called Josh. Can't wait. (laughs) He's somewhere lost. We have no idea. He's circling. Is he parking? Mikey's got to leave. Mikey's taking off. You got to show. Have a nice show, Mike. All right, brother. This, uh, I think Mikey <laughs> hates us too. He has a show at eight. <laughs> it's one ten in the afternoon. It's not like he does props and shit. What does he do? What's he doing? <laughs> Leaving at one ten? Oh man, he has to go all the way out. Yeah, the Where, show the show's all the way out somewhere. Is it a, is it way out? Oh, it's way out. Is it out in the woods? Yeah, somewhere? it's in the backwoods somewhere. <laughs> My God, <laughs> he <laughs> has to go set up early so the bears could come. The ga- yeah, yeah, the gas. Alone will break even on the money for the gig. Yeah, the Bears and the Dares the need bears. to be lined up, you know, get those tickets. It's a rough heckler. You know what I love about the strip district? I love that you're immortalized at Permanis. Oh. Permanis in a strip. I, Thanks, I think that's Derek. like the coolest thing possible that, you know, you could be painted it was on that wall. Incredible I mean, honor. Think about it. Is Willie Stargell, uh, Michael Keaton, Jim Crane? Like, how awesome is that? That's, that is my. That was. Uh, that's just such a, a great place. The character of Pittsburgh, our permani sandwich. It is. Which, you know, every anyone from outside the city and the strip district one is try it. Also, one. it's right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, when I was a kid. Yeah. Exactly. The only. That's what we say. The other it, ones are just. And yeah. Antoinette Tony down there, and everybody. They're all great people. It, it's got just the perfect. Uh, like I said, the epitome of Pittsburgh. The style of it. Yeah. Pittsburghers are real people. There's no bullshit. They yeah. see through bullshit. We it's do. the way it is. You know, maybe it's a northeast <laughs> thing. It's a Pittsburgh thing. It's Pittsburgh thing. And I, I remember I used to go there for breakfast. It was, it was a truck stop. It wasn't as big as it is now. It didn't have a lot. There was only one per Manny's. And it opened at like midnight and closed like 10 in the morning or something. And it was mainly for truckers. And that's it. And dock workers. And that's why they did it so they can just grab a sandwich, you know, threw the fries on it at the coleslaw and they'd go... 
And so in the 70s, they go to breakfast there before school. And the strip has changed. You know, Becky and Cindy, you know, with the, the strip, and you know this city you know, or this area, I mean, better than I do, and I grew up here. But it's changed, right, in a good way, though. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's got, like, the restaurants and the cool bars and all this, you know, neat stuff. And it was, it was uh, more wholesale when I was a kid, and it was a rough 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 neighborhood you know and then you know it was interesting characters all around and i remember that transition where you know you'd start seeing some corporate guys or whatever you know around <laughs> yuppies as we called them or whatever yeah you know what i mean like guys, suits and stuff guys in suits yeah it's just like, plotting on the whole neighborhood oh my dad would leave we're not getting audited or you know, <laughs> no no it's, it's, they Mash, work they he, work we're here kick now you all out they work here. Yeah. no but anyway my favorite thing was i remember for manny's one day in the morning and uh Antoinette Tony was cutting bread and if you see her not she she still you see this knife that looks like Jason from Friday the 13th <laughs> it's like this big like you know 10 12 whatever it is big butcher knife kind of thing. but she's cutting bread for the sandwiches and just heads down cutting bread it's like 6 30 7 or whatever and this guy is real pushy and wanted service or whatever and he wanted his coffee and he says, I would like my coffee. And Anson, Tony's just cutting the bread. She says, wait, not looking at him. He says, excuse me, I would like my coffee. She's still cutting. She says, I'm telling you, I want my coffee now. And she turned around and put the knife to his neck and said, you want your coffee? Go to fucking McDonald's. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's my neighborhood, man. That's right. There's no bullshit. It's like, don't don't push it. Don't push Tony. No, I was driving past there. It looked like somebody was waiting in line for the Thunderbolt. Like it's all the way to Penn Avenue, waiting for the sandwiches. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Saturday's crazy. the big day. Oh yeah, yeah. Always, always. I think that's... I'm gonna grab something on my way out. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. We, we have to go somewhere. Where are we going? Hmm. We will go to. Uh, oh, we could get the Roethlisberger at Pepe's. That oh, sandwich yeah. is like I got to bring my Lipitor along. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Three Lipitor and I go for it. What's the, what's the lady that Rick Seaback told us about the fun? Ain't there like a magical lady oh, I somewhere? Never, in the I, I never know. There's, a, there's always somebody, Rick. I don't know where. Yeah, I don't like know Rick, where he Rick finds. Us, oh, Rick finds people anywhere. that are you know. I, I yeah. I'm not sure. You know. It's like yeah, you know. Gotta love him. She though. makes paper airplanes <laughs> out of hemp. Or whatever, you, know. you have to meet her, Jim. I'm like, all right, all right, Rick. Oh, that's great. So so uh, it's just me and you, Terry. In the yeah. gang, we have you know our little little, little party guys. going on here, right? So it's Jim Crenn. Well, so we got to crack a beer open, Josh. Yeah, I get. We need a, we need a beers, guys. Let's just drink. I, I can I just hot, get a, bo- nice I get a bottle of water yeah, Bo- or cool. Terry bottle yeah. water for Terry. That's cool. You know, it's funny. You, you, we mentioned bears and stuff outside. I was reading this story this week about uh, pre- it was about Roosevelt. I don't know, if it's an article, and it was about pets in the White House. And I found this funny is that that he had. A pet bear. Thank you. Isn't that wild? That is the most interesting thing. What type of bear was it? I don't know. They, said a, they just said a pet bear. Probably a little, little black bear. Probably, I would think because a grizzly would be too aggressive, I would guess, right? Yeah. I can, I'm not surprised. It must be maybe to a certain size. I couldn't imagine. What about polar bears? What's, what's that, Eric? White bear, white house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Well, this I, was. I, I can't imagine, though, like a, now that happening, you know, President Obama would be announcing, you know, at uh, 8.30 <laughs> last night, 
John Boehner was mauled <laughs> by my bear. I'm very sorry. He's crying. Well, this was around the time of segregation, so I would assume it would be a polar bear. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you could let black bears in the White House yet at the time. So it makes a lot of sense. That's what I'm talking about. Jimmy cracking open the Iron City in the strip. Don't get more Pittsburgh than that. Yes. Nectar of the gods. So some strange stories this week in the news. Did anybody see the video of the guy who caught the Chinese guy? He just went by the name Mr. Lee who caught the baby out of a two-story window. It's a viral video. You got to check it out. The kid fell out a window in this in China. I can't. I couldn't pronounce the city. I don't know. Zing Zang Wang. I have no idea. <laughs> he just went by the name Mister Lee. Lo Ho Chi. And he, but he catches a beautiful catch. It was unbelievable. You know, it's tremendous. He Steelers did sign. No, no gloves. Nothing. <laughs> that so, would be. I, I. You know, you hear about that from time to time. You know, catching baby, burning buildings. But my God, the pressure. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that is a lot of pressure because it's a baby. It's a baby! You, you know, it's not like You're a un- touchdown pass or anything. Like, it, well, that's bad, too. But, I mean, if you drop this baby, like, it's all He's the on asshole. You. Yeah. Like, for Mr. the rest Lee's of your life. Mr. Lee's the asshole, right? Mr. Lee's the hero. Yeah. And it'd be like, you know, he's a asshole. Butterfingers, not catch. It's you know, a, yeah. like, he has to go through that for the rest of his life. And exactly. It's going to be messed up. And now he did it. But he did it, man, under the pressure. Mr. Lee's I hero. just thought it was a cool video. I said, yeah, well, his last much. name's Lee. I that mean, was it, yeah. Yeah. So he's automatic. Uh, let's see. I, I brought some some strange stories to talk about here to see what's going on here. Um, oh, this is since we're in the uh, the in an Asian vibe here. This is out of Japan. There is a cookie that went on the market that will make uh, women's uh, breasts larger. A cookie? It's a cookie. It's it. Yeah, it's a new product. <laughs> They claim. Wait, uh, someone. What's that? Wait, Beck, wait, we, did, you we, have a, we have our, our small student audience here, which is for our friends. <laughs> what? They stuff it in their bra. I mean, yeah, you, you eat. Yeah, you Hopefully, eat two, it's not you chocolate eat. chip. They're gonna be like, "Hey, you have like twelve nipples on yeah. that one." From the That's the, no, these are chocolate chips. They're chips in the chocolate. Yeah. Well, it says you eat two cookies a day in your boobs, and, I, and I'm like thinking. I eat two cookies. That's how I got man boobs. It's probably just <laughs> games of weight, and you, yeah, that's 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 bizarre, man. It's it's. Could you imagine the the cookies and milk ad they're gonna have? And it's awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's. They say it will it will raise you one cup. One cup up. It, what is it? Japanese love breasts. Yeah, they, they do, do, don't they? They love them. They're fascinated with mm-hmm. breasts. That and. Uh, did you know that in vending machines they have panties? Like fetish? Who needs to randomly stop and buy a pair of panties? Exactly. Japan. Who Someone needs to? Uh, but really. <laughs> but panties. No, it's, yeah, no. It's more for the fetishists, though, that, that they have these vending machines. <laughs> no. No, no. They're, they're, they're yeah. clean. What's Some that? Are used? Wayne, how do you know? Are you into this? <laughs> Wayne, our engineer. <laughs> Wayne told me, yeah, my trips to Japan, I used to, <laughs> damn machine, hit the quarter. Had to stop and get some panties. <laughs> they're all excited, and they I, have that's to bow, they, and hey, there's like used draws with, yeah, that's weird. Like what you like what you like. No. No, I couldn't do that. 
Just give me my, you know, Coca-Cola. Like, oh, my the God. These were worn by Jim Crin. I need these boxers. Yeah, oh, God. That'd be... That'd, B7. That'd be, they'd be running. It'd be scary. <laughs> as soon as right, we'll, we'll do the triumphant stories from keeping the Asian thing. Uh, Kim Jong-un is in the news again, my favorite dictator. That's your favorite person? Love this guy. He's in the news because um, the guys in uh, North Korea... Did you know everybody has to get his haircut? That's the rule now. It's got the wide part <laughs> cut on the side. <laughs> and if you don't, you get tortured. What an incredible ego. Isn't that a great ego, though? I mean, that's, the, that's kinda, and you get tortured if you don't do it. Yeah, his best friend is Dennis. You all dye hair green today. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, polka dot. Yeah. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, so yeah, okay. He's probably make it like Shemp with blow dry. So yeah. You know what that's about? That's about everybody's going to think they saw Kim Jong Un, and there's just going to be a bunch of dead people in North Korea. This is going to happen. I'm so when you. someone goes to assassinate Kim Jong Un, they're going to accidentally shoot Dave. That's what this is what it's about. Yeah, that's what probably why the, the, he, he could just blend in with people. Like if someone's chasing him, he could just blend in with all <laughs> what a way to go with your haircut though if you get killed for it oh you he's, know? he's crazy you, got, you died from split ends so that's it man. It's, it's, it is nuts Kim Jong-un so everybody's just walking around North Korea looking like Psy it's pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's all done Frank Merge just walked in the room hey Mergy. you got friends walking in Frankie what's hey, up buddy Frank how are you hey yeah, he always gets applause Frank always See? gets applause he always gets applause we love it <laughs> what's up buddy come on <laughs> Come over and have a seat. Yeah, <laughs> jo- join the crew. It's mm-hmm. uh, today is Jim Crenn two restrictions. Yes. It's just it's all right. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. All right. What's another good story? Oh, I, I love. I knew you'd love this. I, I found this for you. They said in 2017, this company called Aerofax is going to make hovercrafts like in Star Wars. Oh yes. Wouldn't that be awesome to have? I would love that. Terry, yeah, I am. I'm thinking about would, all the traffic I could fly you'd over. You'd be though. from Penn Hills. You'd be here in ten minutes. Oh, I would. I, yeah, and your Swiss, hovercraft, Swissville, all that just comes straight from there in the hovercraft. I would. I definitely would. I I would design it. I get it custom. But set, what about when you like a half a million people in Pittsburgh with hovercrafts? That was going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's the case, if everybody gets a hovercraft, I'm gonna just stay on the ground. It's gonna be like mutants down there <laughs> and zombies. You're gonna Pittsburgh dry. I can't find the Kennywood sign up here. <laughs> well, I can't find it. I don't know how to get to Kennywood without my yellow sign. <laughs> we'll all live in the sky and there'll be a bunch of Yenzers just down on the ground in the strip district still. Be a good time. Is it me or in, in Pittsburgh is the Kennywood sign everywhere? It is. I saw someone with a tattoo of the Kenny Woods sign. I am really on, gym, on his bicep. That's an impressive. Yeah, every time he kept curling, they said Kenny. Wood. He had a Kenny Wood tattoo. <laughs> it was hilarious. The, yeah, the sign's just pointing at his bicep. We're going back to the moon like in two years. I'm waiting for it to be up there. Yeah, a little sign. Oh, well, turn here. What's your favorite ride at Kennywood? Favorite ride at Kennywood. Good question. Um, I'd have to say the cla- the Thunderbolt, the Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt the roller coaster. Is, right? What? You got what? What's that? Eric? The old mill. The old yeah, that was songs. fun. And now you're right. There is Garfield, and it's annoying. Now he's like, oh, I'm a little, Odie. I'm, I'm a little older than you. In, in it. I'm older than you, Eric. Yeah, Eric Senior. <laughs> do you do you got do you remember Westview Park? Absolutely. You girls remember Westview? We Big Dips, Little Westview. Dips. Yeah. Racing with it. I loved 
Westview, when it closed, I was so sad. What was Westview? Westview was this little park in like north, north side-ish. In Westview, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, it's in Westview, which is north north side, a little up from between north side and north hills. Perrysville, I guess, or area, right in that area. And it was it was awesome. And and I remember in the, it closed, obviously, but in the late 70s, it started to get run down, like really run down. And uh, my grandfather was a truck driver, and he was the head of the union. He would get these free tickets from Thoroughfare Markets or something. We'd have like this. So we'd go out there all the time. And the other thing about it was it had this shot and beer, hard-ass bar on the premise. The Bavarian beer. What was it called, Beck? The Bavarian Room. That sounds crazy. I'm not kidding. Across the street here in a strip, St. Elizabeth's. I was an altar boy there, as you know, my in St. Patrick. So St. Elizabeth and St. Patrick. My grandmother thought I was going to be a priest for some reason, so she had me doing two churches. But, yeah, so, yeah, that, that didn't work out. But, uh, yeah, Father Reagan, man, he used to drop us. He used to get drunk, drop us off, and we'd ride. <laughs> that was my childhood. And it was great because they had a thing. You'd, it was uh, a haunted house called Boot Hill. And it was funny because you'd see people – you weren't from the city and they'd come in and never seen this place and they they're a while they'd be in a haunted house you walk through it and they're like oh my god those rats look so real <laughs> <laughs> they were real rats. that's hilarious yeah. there rats, There'd be rats running, running around. around you know oh man yeah it was that's awesome great. i can't believe it would be like i remember every summer someone would die was it a rumor or I, people were no really they did die <laughs> I like how she's shaking her head. Like, right? yeah, yeah, people died. It's just normal. Oh, yeah, that's that's what made it even better. <laughs> oh, man. When you were a kid. You want to ride it more. Wow. People died in the haunted house? Well, he got drunk, went on a racing whip, and fell off. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I'm sorry hey, to laugh at someone's death. you a few death, shots, but... you, go on a, you yeah. go on a whip, it, you're going to go. <laughs> you're dead. Man, that is crazy. No, it was, it was awesome, though. I miss it. They did a lot of changes to Kennywood, too, just from, like, me growing up I remember There used to be like A haunted rat in Kennywood I can't remember What the name of it was Not the gold mine that, La Cache La Cache yes. yes I used to love that Is that still around? Now it oh, is Oh really? Yeah they switched it And they I like Rebuild something And there's like Little kids and I could walk I, go and we walk, I walk around Kennywood All the time in the summer I love it Yeah, yeah. It Reminds me of you know, being a kid I remember they had Bullet Boy there, man. They had like a freak show for a while, and they were, because I, I went to Penn Hills, so the Penn Hills picnic was like the biggest day in Pittsburgh to go. When like Corey shaking his head, <laughs> Corey, like, went, yeah. everybody got their big? best outfit on, their best shoes. The Kennywood day? Oh yeah. The the worst was when you would get like Boss. They did. Oh did. yeah, you had the hot girls. It, it we did. Terry did. Uh huh. So everybody would come to the Penn Hills picnic because they would all hook up, and everyone had to. It was like a fashion show. And uh, I remember when Boss jeans were real big, and I had some Boss jeans my mom got me, and I got on the Raging Rapids, and the denim like gave me a rash in between my legs. So I was walking around Kennywood in a horse stand. You know what I'm talking about? Like you would get, oh yeah, you would get like it would rub in between the denim and your thighs, and you'd be walking around, and you'd just be trying to like adjust yourself (laughs) the whole time. Oh, it was the most painful. Thing beauty is pain. I remember when I was in high school, me me and my buddy John Jordan and Hickey, we. We, when log jammer just started, we go out to watch the girls get their t-shirt wet. It was exciting. That is genius. I never yeah. see. I was too young to think about that at the time. Yeah, I'm you know. The, yeah, I, if I, was I go a, now. I was a forward on, thinker when it came to breasts back then. There you go. That's what I'm talking young about. at 17. You know. So. <laughs> you know what? Did, they should. Did did, uh, did you see the story about Michael Jackson this week? 
Which one? Several people uh, said that they've been haunted by his ghost in their house. Oh, that's like the number one haunting, Michael Jackson. That'd be an awesome haunting. You know he's out in the kids' room first, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? <laughs> there are kids, there are guys coming out Hi. saying that he molested Ooh. them. What? <laughs> Did you hear that? What, there are guys now coming Wait, out saying that he... That the ghost molested them? No, did Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. They should do that, too. They should. Terry, you could get in the National Enquirer. I say. Just tell, say, hey, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's ghost me. Mo- touch me. Says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or his hologram is out molesting people. We could do that one. <laughs> his pro- ghost would haunt you. Yeah. Go, You're too old. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Hey, you, uh, that'd be know, an awesome ghost, though, just to wake would up. Be an interesting, I don't know about that. Like he, he looked like a ghost when he was alive, for <laughs> Christ's sake. Could you imagine just sleeping and all you hear is... <laughs> you just waking up. Every time... Jimmy Crit, wake up. I don't want... Yeah, I wouldn't want... Mike, if I pick, could pick a ghost, a celebrity ghost, I want Elvis to haunt me. Really? Yeah, hey, man, wake up. Let's eat some cheeseburgers, baby. <laughs> it's time to leave, Jimmy. Hey, you know what? The change subject here is, is we're wrapping the show up. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the man uh, with the largest penis in the world who is, uh, when he he's donating a cast, and when he dies, he's donating it to a museum, which, of course, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. You shouldn't hate people. I shouldn't feel jealousy. I should root people on, but because I came in second... Yeah. yeah, you know, to be beat by half inch. Yeah, really hurts. Jimmy was thirteen. The, let's talk to the man with the smallest penis. He won this week. There was a big contest. Did you know that? There was a big contest in Brooklyn of the world's smallest penis. And this guy, Nick Gilron, he is a UPS store worker, <laughs> and he won this year's smallest penis competition held in Brooklyn. And he doesn't drive a Porsche. Wow. <laughs> but he's real happy. It, it's You could go on YouTube and just uh, type in world's smallest, you know, penis there. And and he'll be there. And he has, like, a real tight, like, like they don't show the penis. They show it, like, wrapped real tight. And it's all these guys. It looks like a, yeah, it looks like a rubber band. And that's how they measured it, like, looked at it. It's about two inches, or I'd say. It looks, Damn. if I had to guess. But he, yeah, I know. That's it. That is. But he, but he's happy. He's real proud about it. You know. You you have to be. He's got a girlfriend. What's that back? There's no whisper in this or what? Inches might be good if you measure it from the floor. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But he's got the truck. But but he won, and he's like, I mean, there's pictures of him. He's he's everywhere. He's proud. Think about this. See, and he works at the UPS store. Everybody is going to be talking about and any small package jokes we go every everyone he knows and people that he doesn't know are going to be talking about a small penis that would be that'd that be terrible probably, there's probably a ton of small i don't think he realizes what he got into no. <laughs> i think in his headphones he just walks around he thought i'm going to be a celebrity yeah karate kid just played with the smallest head. penis you're the best <laughs> poor little guy. Ever gonna keep you down. i felt bad poor little fella you know <laughs> poor little he, guy. he gave his all man he gave his all <laughs> And also, one of the last stories here. Yeah, the one, the other thing was uh, story that says uh, in the the, the the altar bar right there, across the street from us. Down the strip, there's all these old churches. And St. Patrick's still, you know, going to little chapel. St. Stan's is a great church. And there's St. Uh, Elizabeth's was now the altar bar. And it was St. Elizabeth's. And I was an altar boy on Wednesdays. I did the St. Jude Novena there. And uh, it, me, 
in, in Kenny Oldensky. And uh, it's Father Reagan, the, the, the nice priest who took us to get drunk at Westview. And we'd go, you know, ride. And so he really took this thing serious, this, this novena. When the middle of the St. Jude novena, everybody had to give an intention for the novena. I remember like nine now, nine or ten, whatever. And I remember I would get, Father would give his, uh, and then uh, Kenny or I would go second, and third, the, the altar boys would, you know. So every week, like clockwork, like minor birds, like just mailing it in. I would say world peace. Kenny would say my intentions for this novena is world hunger. That was it. And if I did hunger, he'd do world peace. Father Reagan, he always did something elaborate. Something he never he's never gonna go with the generic world peace, world hunger. We would just do it. He'd say, My intention is for this and blah 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 blah. And I go, My intention is for world peace, and then hey Kenny, world hunger. We do this. It's a true story too. We do this like a year or at least. Doing every week, every Wednesday. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, unexpectedly, we never expect this in a million years, but Father Reagan, who must have been hungover, whatever, <laughs> he, can't, he didn't come up with anything. He starts out with, yes, uh, St. Jude Novena, my uh, intention uh, for this is, is world peace. Peace throughout the world. Think about it. I'm next. Kenny is ready. Kenny wants to go next, but I was lying. That was the way it was. And you could hear his little voice going, Yimmy, Yimmy, go on. And I'm like, and I, I sleep, and I just smile and I go, My intention is world hunger. And I turn to Kenny. Kenny is blanking, totally blanking. Little, little guy's head's down like this. His fist gets like this. And in front of everybody, 200 people, and Father Reagan, he looks and he goes, Screw it, I got nothing. I got no intention for this novena. <laughs> Father Reagan's yelling at us, You guys got to take it serious. Like, yes, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, it's it fun growing up in a strip. Hey, I just want to mention also before we wrap up uh, Memorial Day weekend, I don't know when this airs, it may be past that weekend, but just wanted to say thanks to our troops, our, the men and women who serve. They're the heroes. And uh, if you have a veteran in the family, give them a hug. And just want to thank them for that and happy Memorial Day to them. And hey, I'll see everyone at the, the stroll in the strip. Thanks, thanks, girls, for hanging out the show here today. Yeah. We appreciate thanks. it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep partying. By the way, yeah. we're going down to the market now, right? That's it. We're rolling. We're bringing the party down. Let's go get the, get the case, Josh. Let's go. Yeah. It's Jim Cran. No restrictions. Thanks for listening. your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com. 